Welcome or welcome back to the Elevated Podcast hosted by Lisa Battaglia. By listening to this podcast, you are joining the Elevation Nation, a community of heart-centered, curious, and fearless minds who embrace their duality. As we approach fascinating stories, relationships, books, tech law and policy, and world happenings, the Elevated Podcast encourages you to learn, self-reflect, and honor all that you are. Thank you for tuning in to the Elevated Podcast and taking the time to nourish your roots and elevate your soul. Let's get into it. Hello, Elevation Nation. Welcome or welcome back to the Elevated Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa. I'm so glad that you're here. It is exactly 2.22 when I decided to hit record, so that's as good of a sign as any. I haven't recorded a podcast in a while now, and I just figured the end of 2023 was a really good time to sit down, reflect, (laughs) so much reflecting, and just catch up with y'all. Catch up with y'all. So how's everyone doing? What's new? How long has it been since the last podcast? I'm not even sure. A month and a half. That's actually not bad for me. (laughs) (laughs) And what did we talk about last time? We talked about separating our... Oh, yeah, I talked about my first pole showcase and my first dancing showcase. So that was exciting. That was a good episode. Anyways, I wanted to talk about a couple things. And as you know, I write down the notes in my phone. So we're going to go off of that and see where it takes us. Let's start with... I. I'm like so hesitant to ever recap 2023 or any year because 2023 in particular was like a very shitty year and I don't really want to recap it. (laughs) I don't want to look back on how it was. I'm sure there was a lot of joy in 2023. I'm sure that if I do look back, I'll see very joyful moments. But for the most part, it sucked and it just was really hard could have been worse. It can always be worse and it could always be better. And so that's why I've been very hesitant to even come on the podcast lately is because I haven't been in the best of moods and I don't want that to like ruin your day by listening to this podcast. But I figured that there were probably people out there who were feeling similarly so we, you and I need to have a talk if you are feeling similarly. The holidays always are so much worse than I think that they're going to be. And I just mean like emotionally, internally for me, I, and, and it's like I forget every year. <laughs> and each year I'm like, whoa, I'm so emotional and sad and just like, There's a lot of pressure around the holidays for it to look a certain way. There's a lot of pressure around New Year's and New Year's Day to like start your new year in this perfect way. And I remember last year, just on the first of the year, I was like so anxious because I felt like I had to get everything done and like really set up my year with precision. And it's just like, it's another day. Relax. So if you're out there feeling this like holiday blues, I feel like everybody I asked, how was your holiday? They're like, oh, fine. It's like, why do we do this to ourselves? There's this pressure to make it a certain way when like it doesn't need to be like that. I don't know. I hope I can remember this next year 
and try to find ways to just like minimize that pressure and just enjoy it for what it is. Let's recap 2023 in just like in general. I have been job searching, as you maybe know, for since May. So what is that? Like seven months. I've been job searching. It's been horrible. (laughs) As bad as it can get. And the update on that, let's talk about that for a second. The update on that is I have yet to meet a company that lives by the standards that they preach and that they want their employees to live by. I have not found a single company yet that practices what they preach. You're like, Lisa, we're not shocked. But like, it's just amazing that I've met with so many companies and it's really just something's shifting. And I I think I've heard astrologers talk about this, is that something's shifting, like the corporate structure is not working and there's this, um, I'm not going to find the right word for it, but it's like what's happening with OnlyFans. It's like it's giving the power back to the the actors and the people. And I think what's happening right now is that the corporate culture got so toxic that people are just finding ways to work for themselves. Even then, it's like very hard to do that. And that's what I did during the pandemic. I tried to find a way to work for myself but it was really hard to do that too. But I just am seeing a shift, like the corporate world is not working and everybody's laying off people. I'm sure that there are so many people who are listening who got laid off or who are unemployed or who are looking for work. And it's just been a tough year in that realm. And it makes it even tougher when people are assholes. <laughs> like it's it's unbelievable that people and the same I, I'm just seeing so many parallels I've talked about this before probably so bear with me if you've heard me say this before but there are so many parallels with dating dating fucking sucks right now but it makes it even worse that people are continuing to be assholes to one another and so with the job search you would think that like we could have a little bit of respect going both ways where we're communicating both ways. Like there was this one job that I got pretty much to the end with. They made me do this long ass assignment. They wanted me to basically write and do all these projects for them. And I interviewed with like six freaking people, four to six people. And at the end, they were like, "Mm." they send an automated email. Being like, "Mm, we're misaligned on our expectations. And I'm like, since when? (laughs) Because like, if we're misaligned, then you guys haven't been honest about what you're looking for because it was like the perfect job. And I'm like, okay. So I sent a very nice, I am so patient and nice. I sent a very nice email back asking for feedback and I just never hear from them. Every time I ask for feedback, never hear from them. It would be nice for somebody to be like, this is why, this is actually why you weren't chosen. And you can make it so that it's like not, I don't know, offensive. Like you can be nice about it. It would be so much more helpful for me if you told me what wasn't working. And so now I just have to sit and process all the one million reasons why I didn't get that job. 
this is one example of many in my job search. So I just am really hoping that 2024 brings us better communication, more respect for each other in the job search. I hope that 2024 brings me a job in general. And don't get me wrong, I have definitely not responded to people before I've forgotten or I, whatever, like we all do it. But when it's something that you know that the other person is like very heavily relying on for their livelihood, such as a job, and they don't know where the money is coming the next day, and all of this is very hard, the least you could do is send an email back giving feedback. So it's not just the job hunt, really, is that like I said, there's like a lot of parallels with dating and the very little, very little that I have dated this year has been like, I don't like, I don't have an explanation or like a word for it. It's just like, was not good. (laughs) I'm not the only person experiencing it. Like people have experienced either worse or the same or like, I, I'm trying to think of somebody that's had success this year. Hmm. Can't put my finger on it. Can't name one. That's not a good sign. But if you're out there and you have had luck, let us know because we'd love to hear from you. But I think it's, uh, you know, what's coming out more is how fucked up the dating apps are. And because of a multitude of factors, COVID happening and people just like naturally staying inside, people not really wanting to interact in person. I just feel like there's become a dependence on the dating apps and the dating apps themselves are fucked up in the sense that like they're only there to profit off of your insecurity (laughs) and they're only there to profit off of the fact that you are alone and they've made the whole setup of like needing to pay and all these things, right? Like they've set it up so that you don't really have a lot of success and that you have to keep coming back. The whole, the app designed to be deleted, like that's Hinge's motto. There's no way that that is true. It's such a scam. The ad that's designed to be deleted, how else are they going to get you to continue to spending, to, to continue to spend money and to continue coming back to the app if they don't keep you on a string? So I'm not sure if this is something that's going to be fixed or improved. It just doesn't seem like they have an interest in you actually finding somebody that you're supposed to be with. That being said... I want to talk about like ins and outs for 2024. That was a trend on TikTok. I did not write a list down, but I just want to like think about it for a second. Ins are communicating even though you don't want to. That's a huge in. And in is, and I'm holding myself accountable for these two. And in is saying no to things that you can very intuitively sense are not meant for you. Ends are leaving the rules behind. There are no rules. There are no like, there's no structure to how this 
dating thing is going to go or the jobs, whatever you're working through right now, money manifestation, like trying to find an income like me, trying to find any money at all. (laughs) There are no rules to it. There are no, there's not a particular structure of like how this is supposed to look. So leaving that behind, that's an in. Also an out, I guess. An out is the rules, the structure of like how things are quote unquote supposed to go. Another in would be having respect for yourself and not try and not dwelling on the thing that didn't work out. Those are two different ones. But like the respect for yourself, I think goes a long way because then you can treat others with respect. I think it is just a thing that happens in tandem. The outs, the outs for 2024. The outs are ghosting for sure. What is that about? Like, why are we still doing that? How is it that we all hate it, but everybody seems to still be doing it? Like, it's so crazy. I I know that there are so many people out there who have probably experienced this. You'll go on a date and the person will be like, oh, I don't ghost. No, I, I, that's not, that's not what I do. Like what? No. And then they do it. <laughs> like, what? What are you on? Oh, that's an out. That's an out. We're not doing that anymore in 2024. Being dishonest and misleading. And I think that the, the more that you lean into your intuition and like say what you're feeling in the moment, even if, and like trusting that it's the right thing to say for that moment because it's coming from your body and your intuition, like it, it's a cycle of trust, right? Like you, you have an intuitive thought, gut reaction to something. You trust it so much that you can articulate it in the moment. You can trust that because you articulated it, it was something that the other person needed to hear because it was coming from an honest place. And from there, that person will react, respond, and like that just sets the tone for open, honest communication, feedback. Just like if you start this, this wave of communication, like it will come back to you. I'm going to hold myself accountable for this as well, because I've been in a very dark place the last few months, and I have really leaned into really going inward to the point of I can't even articulate what I'm feeling anymore to people. And like, I don't want to talk to anybody about anything anymore. So it's like, it becomes very isolating. And then I like dig myself into a very, a much deeper hole. So what I want to work on in 2024 is being able to like articulate what I'm feeling in and honor my emotions a little bit more. And just know that like, they're not going to overtake my life. I think that's something I'm struggling with lately is that like my emotions feel so heavy that like they're dominating the conversation in my head. They're dominating my actions. They're dominating my life and the way I'm connecting with people. So I think that's something I can work on in 2024. Wow, this is like a therapy session for myself, just like me on the mic. I, like so much is coming up that I didn't think about until I got here. So clearly I needed to do this for myself. And maybe you're getting something out of it too, I hope. 
Another in, I'm jumping all over the place, just bear with me. We're just talking about ins and outs. Another in would be, this is one of my favorite things that has happened in 2024. An in is the 24 to 48 hour processing time that you need after an interview or a date. Let me explain. When we go on a date, there are so many heightened emotions. Like we're nervous, we're anxious, we're stressed, we're excited. There's a new person entering our space. Like there's so many, like there's oxytocin flowing, whatever, you know? And it takes a little bit to come down from that high. You'll need about 24 to 48 hours to process that date as well as just like be able to integrate back into your life. Because I notice that sometimes like in that 24 hours after a date, like I'm feeling the high or I'm like really anxious about whether they're going to text me or I'm very anxious about like what's going to happen next. I get so in my head, but I really just need to integrate myself back into my routine and back into like remembering who I am because I can often get thrown off by dates because of my life is like a certain routine, a certain way right now. And the fact that I'm introducing the prospect of somebody integrating into my life is a very like jarring, energetic thing. And so I personally feel so much better if I've like integrated back into my own body in that 24 to 48 hour cycle. So that's an end for 2024. We are having a little processing time. Whatever you do in that processing time is up to you. It is the time where you can feel anxious about something, feel anxious about like what's going on. But like you're giving yourself the awareness that like the next 24 to 48 hours are going to feel like a little different because I went on this date. That's all. So that's an in for 2024. We love the 24 to 48 hour processing time after a date and or interview. What's an out is putting unnecessary pressure on yourself. So like, am I putting unnecessary pressure or a certain like judgment on myself of like how this should be? And asking yourself very realistically, why am I doing this? Why am I putting this pressure on myself? And like, there's good pressure and there's bad pressure. The bad pressure is you should be better at this because of like your ego versus I'm challenging you to step up a little bit more because I know you can do it. So kind of improving that little self-talk And not putting this like unnecessary pressure on yourself, especially like when it comes to New Year's and starting off the New Year right. Like that's not, you're going to start off the New Year however you're going to start it off as. And that's going to be how it is. It doesn't dictate your entire 2024 just because of that first day. I just want to do a little recap on my 2023 in general. I had a lot of friendships that failed or fizzled out. And I thought these friendships were going to be with me for life. There was betrayal, dishonesty, and those friendships have fizzled out. And it was extremely disappointing, but they were friendships that I knew weren't working for me anymore. These things were just like the straw that broke the camel's back. 
and those were friendships that weren't working for me. So like, while it sucked to have to break those things off and just like dealing with all the emotions that came with that, I think I am very grateful that like the toxic bullshit is not clouding up my space anymore. The job search money has been extremely hard. That's really taken over the entire year, sadly. And I know that there are a lot of other people who feel like maybe they're drowning. I don't know if I have anything inspirational to say on that. Maybe I will in a little bit. I feel that with the job search, I've felt really disappointed by people. And it's been very hard for me to trust or believe in anything good happening anymore, which is sad to say. But same thing with dating is like, I've just gotten a whole lot of crap in that realm. And I've felt that there's, I, I've just had a really hard time trusting people and believing that people are like naturally good. I've that's something I want to work on in 2024 is like building trust back in myself and with other people because it's like not there at all. And that's not like, that's not a very hopeful place to be. So that's something I want to work on. I'm very grateful that I've had this house. I still have my house and my dog and my family who's been supporting me and my friends that have stuck around. I do want to talk about the good things that happened in 2023 because I think it's worth talking about and I don't want to leave this off on a bad foot. (laughs) And I think it's good for us all to reflect, even if it fucking sucked, to just reflect on the good things that happened. Okay, so here we go. I graduated with my master's degree. Woo. (laughs) So enthusiastic. It remains to be seen if that was worth my money. But I did accomplish a lot there. I presented a capstone, master's capstone, about sex workers in Riley Reed in front of a bunch of legal professors. So that was cool. And I met a lot of great people through that program. I accomplished a lot there. I am proud of the work that I did there. I'm proud of what I learned. So that was all a good thing. I can't believe that was this year. Like it feels so long ago, but that happened this year. That was a good one. That took up like the first half of the year. I started pole dancing technically in 2022, but I really started in 2023. And that has been my absolute saving grace this year because the year is just like sucked. But every time I go and dance, and do pole, like I see my friends, I see my teachers, I start moving my body, and I just feel immensely better about whatever is going on in my life, and it has been my absolute saving grace this year. My God, it's been so long since I've cried on the podcast. (laughs) Uh, Has it been like, you're like, Lisa, you cry every time. I don't know. I really never thought I was going to be able to dance again after my back injury and my hips. Like I thought I was done. My body was done. 
I was like, oh my God, I'm only like, what, 25, 26. And like, my body's already failing me. And I thought it was never going to happen again for me. And with a lot of physical therapy and a lot of patience and a lot of work, I've been able to do such incredible things. I've been able to dance again. I've been able to do not just dance, but pole, which is like a crazy version of dance and like (laughs) requires a lot of strength. And I've been able to do some pretty cool stuff there. If you don't follow me at the spicy deer, you absolutely should. That's where I post my pole stuff. It's been my saving grace this year because I thought I was never going to be able to do this stuff ever again or like move my body ever again without pain. And I've been able to do such incredible things. And I think that in itself, even if it's a small thing, is just proof that like, even if I don't feel hope about anything anymore, and I don't trust that things are going to get better, I can take this one thing that I've worked on this year and say, I did the work. I put the work into my body and things that I thought were never going to be possible for me were possible again. So if there's something that you are feeling hopeless about or you just feel like it's never going to get better, just know that you don't have to have the hope or feel like it's going to get better for things to get better. Okay, I'm collecting myself. (laughs) I feel that even though I've had a lot of like failed friendships this year in 2023, there were friendships that taught me that what friendship is supposed to really look like and that it's not about a competition of like who's better or like who can hide more secrets or like, I don't know how to explain it, but there without going into the like the nitty gritty, but I've seen that there are friendships out there that can be healing, that can be supportive and loving, that can show up for you in the smallest moments that make you feel seen. And so even if you're seeing like me, a lot of people out there who are ghosting, who are dishonest, who don't communicate, whatever it is, whether it's in dating, your work, interviewing, friendships, there might be a time where you find people who can start to heal that for you. I'm going to hate editing this later. Ugh. I'm going to like edit this and be like, God, why were you crying so much? So yeah, I never thought I would be able to dance again. I never thought I would. I certainly never thought I would go to law school. (laughs) And we all know the story of that. I never thought I would like feel good about school. That was something that was very different for me this year. Like I never thought I would enjoy school or feel good about learning again. I never thought I would like be reading books for fun ever again. That's happened. That happened a few years ago, but like it really happened this year even more. I read, I think 32 books this year, which is crazy when I would read like one book a year a few years ago. There are so many things that are different now that I never thought would happen. And so 
even though the things that I want are a little bit bigger, like getting a job, which shouldn't be big, but it is, or finding a partner that I respect and love, even though those things feel hard and nearly impossible at this point, just the fact that these new things that have kind of come up in 2023, those small things should inspire the mere fact that things that I don't think are even possible for me or things that I've lost all of my hope on are still possible even if I don't believe it. Because I didn't believe that I would be able to dance again three years ago. Pole slash dance became the place that I found abundance even when everything else felt lacking. It became, there was like so much abundance of love and support. Like there is a never ending flow of love and support in the room when someone does something great, when someone's struggling. There's so much support in all of it because we're doing these crazy things. And like, there's just an over abundance of love and support and not like weird competitive or like anything. It's just all good, flowy love and abundance and support in the room. And there's an abundance in my abilities and what my body can do, which I never thought I'd say. There's an abundance in my desire to keep persevering when I don't, can't get something or something feels hard, like I feel that I could do it, which is a crazy thing. There's a much easier route of saying, oh, I can't do this. Like my body can't do this. And it's like, well, my body couldn't do a lot of other things before and now it can. And so there's an abundance of my perseverance to keep going even when things are harder. And I think I need to kind of take the mindset of what I approach dance with into other areas of my life. I quickly wanted to talk about, let's just end this on a happy, positive fun, light note. Let's take a deep breath. I hope that this helps you reflect on 2023, even if it fucking sucked for you with a little bit of positivity. Not that we have to be toxic or po- and positive all the time. Like we are saying 23, 2023 sucked or 2023 was great, but we're looking at it realistically because we often favor the negative thinking when we're just going to challenge ourselves to see the good things that happened this year too. And I hope that as you're thinking about 2024, you can just think of the things that you could cultivate to bring you even more joy and to lean into those things a little bit more and to not put pressure on yourself for it to look a certain way because it's not going to look how you think it's going to look. We plan God laughs, right? Let's leave all of these episodes off with a cheesy cliche. And I want to quickly talk about my favorite reads of 2023. The books that you need to add to your TBR, because we haven't talked about books this entire episode, and I think we should. I want to talk about my most recent read, The last 12 days, I have not read a single word, sadly. Well, like, I picked up a book last night. It's all good. Reading slump's over. But I was in such a big reading slump. 
But I have had a lot of luck this year reading 32 books this year. Very impressive. If you don't follow me on Goodreads, you should. I think I might want to read even more books next year. We'll see. But again, we're not putting pressure on ourselves to do certain things. So let's talk about my favorite reads of 2023. My most recent read, Down the Drain by Julia Fox. This one was a shock, a huge shock to me. I saw Jack Edwards, the king of booktube, read this book and like just like he called it a masterpiece because she called it a masterpiece in an interview before she had written a single word. Julia Fox, if you don't know who I'm talking about, she's the woman who dated Kanye West after him and Kim got their divorce or separated. And she used to be a dominatrix when she was like 19. She's, and now we know her as like the uncut gems meme, right? She is so interesting. Like I felt kind of neutrally about her. I thought she was funny. And, but I didn't like, I didn't have a particular fandom towards her. I read this book. I listened to it. She narrates it. It blew me away by how well it was written by how well she did the audio book format. I, she talks about Kanye West very briefly. It is the least interesting thing about her that she dated Kanye West. Like the rest of her life is so interesting and she writes so well. I was blown away. I gave it a five stars, which can you believe I would give a memoir five stars? (laughs) Of all things, I don't give five stars lightly, by the way. That really blew me away. So I highly recommend it. Do look up trigger warnings because she deals with some heavy topics, but I'm very sensitive to that stuff and I could get through it. And she she kind of like approaches it in a kind of light way. So it's a little bit more digestible. It was fantastic. The other book, let's look at my favorite books of the year. A Court of Mist and Fury, of course. I read the first three books of Akatar this year. I get the hype. I didn't get the hype at first, but I get the hype. And I need to continue reading some Sarah J. Mass books. That's my goal for next year is getting through Thro- Throne of Glass and Crescent City and the rest of Akatar. But A Court of Mist and Fury was my favorite. Obviously, Fourth Wing was my favorite. I don't, oh yeah, if you haven't read, if you haven't seen my Iron Flame reading vlog, you can go watch that and see what I thought of the sequel. Spoiler alert, I did not like it. (laughs) But Fourth Wing, the first one was spectacular. That was obviously one of my favorite books of the year, one of the highlights. I can't believe that was this year. I am so thrown off. Another one was the Mindfuck series. It's like five books that are like 100 pages each. And it's about a serial killer, a female serial killer who is dating the male FBI agent that is working her case, that is looking for her, but they're dating. Oh my gosh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, It's also very dark. And so if you're sensitive to those things, it's kind of tough to read sometimes. I had to do it in pieces. So take it, you know, take it. Don't don't go crazy with that one because it's hard to read in like one sitting. It was for me, at least. Another one of my favorites was Carrie Soto's Back by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I really loved that book. I thought it was so well-written. It's about a woman who's like a retired tennis player, and then she comes out of retirement to defend her title. She 
is just such an unlikable but likable character. I loved Carrie Soto. I love Taylor Jenkins Reid's writing. And I put off reading this book for so long. And then the US Open happened. And I was like, I love Coca Goff. I love watching this. I'm going to read that book. And it was fantastic. Highly recommend that one. Never Lie by Frida McFadden. Love that one. It's a thriller. It's so fast paced. You can like read it in probably one or two days. I loved it. The twist really got me. I was shocked and I had goosebumps. I couldn't believe it. It really got me. I usually can kind of guess, but I couldn't guess on this one. Never Lie by Frida McFadden. I I, read, I went through a Frida McFadden like phase <laughs> with like one, two, three, four, five, reading five of her books. They're all very fun and good. And I think those were my highlight. Oh, Love Theoretically by Hallie, Allie Hazelwood. That was my favorite romance, I think, of this year. Like traditional, not dark romance. Um, that one really took me by surprise. I didn't think I was really going to care for it, but I loved I loved that book. The romance was so good. And I just love the like politics of her being a PhD student, looking for a job at a university and the politics that kind of go into hiring a teacher at a university. That was really fun. So she, Allie Hazelwood writes like STEM romances. Loved that one. Okay. What else? Um, my, my not favorite books. (laughs) Should we even talk about it? Iron Flame obviously didn't like it. Didn't care for it. You can watch, you can watch my freaking what's it called? My vlog. Happy Place by Emily Henry. I don't know if it's like my least favorite, but I just, I, it was a really big anticipated read for me. I don't think Emily Henry's writing is for me. Like I just have given her so many chances and I just don't think it's for me, which is crazy because everybody else loves her writing. And I don't, I don't know why that's happening, but I don't find her writing very compelling. I said it. Um, another one of my not highlights, my lows of reading in 2023 was Magnolia Parks. God, I could not get through this book. I could not get through this book. I DNF'd it at 326 pages and I'm kind of just going into, uh, I posted a video, every book I've DNF, every popular book I've DNF'd and you can go like watch my very detailed response to some of these. And I think that was it. That's not too bad. Those are my like very low lows. If I don't like a book, I'll typically just stop reading it. But I'm considering that I read Magnolia Parks because I read 326 pages of them just being toxic over and over and over again. And don't get me wrong. I love toxic. Toxic's my fave. But when it's the same exact toxic every single time and like there's no variation of it, it gets boring. That was my perspective on Magnolia Parks. I think it's crazy that people are like so obsessed with it. And I'm like, I, this is the great thing about the book world is that like we have such different opinions on things. And I love that. So I feel like that was a really good recap of 2023. Looking ahead to 2024, it's going to be a good year. I'm pumped now that I've like gotten this all out on the podcast. Please write into me. Tell me what you thought about this episode. If you had any reflections, insights, anything, I'd love to hear from you. You know, I love to hear from you in the DMs. Where do you DM me? You can DM me at the Lisa Battaglia on Instagram. Follow me there. Follow me on TikTok. Follow me on YouTube. Subscribe and subscribe to this podcast. Follow this podcast. Rate it five stars. 
And if you enjoyed it and share this with a friend who might be struggling during this time and needs a little pick me up. All right. I hope you feel so elevated. I will see you next time. Happy new year. I love you. See you next time. Goodbye.